Uh, our VR space is looking kind of empty. I thought at least Tiggs would be in there today. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> he loves strapping on a VR headset and jumping into stuff. Electra has. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, we're getting a lot of our team now just about signing in. We've just right, been I'm on the gonna go and change it. I'm just going to go and change it on the um, meetups. Yeah. Sorry. That was, that was Gabrielle. Oh, hey, Gabrielle. Awesome. Might take me a little bit. Cool. Sorry, just hey Gabrielle, how are you, brother? There he is. Okay, we've got Mr. Channels as well. We've got hey, David. Alex Panilla. Oh, Trace. Hello, everyone. Hey, hello. Dave. How are you going? Hello. Good. good. Hi, hi. <laughs> hey, Gabrielle. Awesome. And a big hello to Marvin. Hi, Marvin. Hi, Marvin. <laughs> hey, hey, Marvin. Hello. There he is. Thanks for jumping in. Hey, Marvin. Hello. Wow. It's a really, really, really interesting. Um, sorry, Gordon. Go for it. Uh, Marvin, did you have any trouble coming in? Nope. I just used the, uh, the link. Uh, that you gave me on the page. Sure. And all good. Cool. Okay. I um will just email my apologies. We'll just wait. I'll just email uh, some people. While you're doing that, there's a really good um Twitter thread that I uh reposted. I'll just put it a link in the um description. Um it's probably pertinent for you, Gabrielle. It's um uh, from uh whatever the account is, but they're from um, Africa from the looks of it. And um, really amazing, like this journey they've gone on giving students or giving uh, children BTC on the Lightning Network specifically um, payouts that they can utilize um, sort of however they want. So they kind of held back on, um, I should share my screen just so you can see. Hang on. Uh, we're waiting for the others. Where were they? Um, can you see that okay? I'll take that as a yes. Um, yeah, basically they held back on giving them uh, direct payouts and really, or uh, guiding them on how their, their payouts should be sort of spent. And a really interesting thing developed where the, the kids started pooling their resources to save more sats. So they've, they've, over the course of, of getting these funds in, they've gone, all right, well, what if we buy in bulk? And instead, so they sort of started off buying like lollies and sweets and whatever as, as kids normally would do. And then they sort of on their own started buying uh, more healthy stuff as they went along. And then they got the idea, well, we can save more sats if we buy in bulk together. And they came to that conclusion on their own without, any uh, intervention. I thought that was such a cool um, thread. Have a read yourself. It's it's uh, pretty cool. I reckon we should reach out to these guys. But yeah, Thanks. I thought that that might be a nice story um, to share for um, for you guys, Gabrielle. Like for for the people onboarding, might be something worth worth looking into. You're you're on mute, by the way. 
might be able to help with a contact for Bitcoin Akasi. We've done some stuff with them recently um, through BitRefill. Oh, wicked. That'd be great. Uh, we're just waiting on Electra and the guys at the Playhouse. Hopefully they won't be long. Cool. Uh, great, AJ. Hi, AJ. Did you guys have trouble getting in on our link? Yeah, um, it was asking for a password, but we got in through the website. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah look Lesson learned. Was that, was that we, some sort of test? No, we just set up, <laughs> uh, we just set up, a, new Zoom. Get we just set up a new Zoom account <laughs> recently. And um, yeah, we're sorry, guys. Well, we obviously made a bit of a mistake there. So a bit of a bummer. There's going to be people not able to get in. That's okay. Yeah, that's a good way of triaging the group. <laughs> uh, so just while we're, while we're waiting, I guess, for, for some others to jump in. So Marvin, uh, let, let's just get some introductions going. Marvin, thanks for joining us today. Um, from my time at Stacks here, um, you know, there's some interesting people, some really exciting people in Stacks, and Marvin is certainly a standout amongst the crowd in there. And um, so tonight, um, Marvin, thanks for joining us in, in uh, join us down in Australia. We've got uh, a variety of people here looking to build projects. Um, you might just um, want to just jump around quickly and say hi, everyone, as to who you are. So, Michael, you're from Michael Cotton. <clears throat> hey, guys. Hey, everyone. Uh, Michael Cotton from Meld Ventures, Noctio Capital. Uh, we're a venture capital and incubation lab that, that build across the, uh, the blockchain space. Uh, I'll pass to uh, James. Thanks, Michael. Uh, James Hill here. I'm the CEO of Etel. We're uh, building a cash-backed Australian dollar stablecoin, which is going to be uh, uh, launching um, in the next quarter. Awesome. Hey, Jay. Yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, same as Michael. Uh, so, Mel Ventures, Optio Capital. I'm the CEO of uh, those entities. And uh, Kieran and I and Electra were from the Digital Playhouse. I've got uh, Michael and Trace in here. We're from Decentralize Everything. We're looking to um, get a, a DAO going. So there's a, there's a fair few of us here tonight. Thanks to everyone for jumping in. Hey, Aaron, guys. You... Sorry, can I just point out, we've got about three people waiting in the waiting room, if you could let them in as well, if that's oh. cool. <laughs> We have a Christy, a cat, and... Can you see those, Chris? Uh, no, I can't see them. You can't see them? Okay. No. Bear with me. Yeah. <laughs> We've got maybe some just, more people. Just point them, maybe just point them to the website, School of Bitcoin website. That's okay, sure. Thing. All right, no problem. And Chris? Have a hey, guys. Yep, hey, guys. Uh, I do a bunch of things, but I'm the CEO of Coinstop. I work for a company called BitRefill. And I've also started a non-for-profit privacy-focused technology um, development company here in Australia. Yes, uh, look, there's other people who we don't know, but um, Marvin, we've got a great team of people here that are um, serious oh. like serious um, builders in the Australian ecosystem. Um, so thanks for joining us today. So let's kick off, Marvin. Just uh, can you just tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. And uh, first of all, thank you for having me. It's always cool to hear some backgrounds and. All the stuff that people are working on, uh, I have to say, like I, I haven't been super up to date with some of the stuff happening in Australia, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to get to meet all of you and uh, see if there's any way in in which we could assist. So, uh, yeah, my, my background, um, 
I'll try to give you the short version. Uh, I've been in crypto in one way or another since like 2014, I think. Uh, I started out in a very humble way where um, I just had a client who wanted to pay me this thing called Bitcoin. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> that's that's uh, how that got going. So uh, since then, I've, I've done a few different projects. I ended up with Stacks. Uh, eventually, uh, was was fortunate enough to join the Stacks Foundation. So I was the technical lead there for a year. Uh, working on on things like partner integration, so working with exchanges and integrating stacks and stacking, uh, um, uh, but also different different partners, not just exchanges. Um, yeah, focusing on stacking, um, did a lot of smart contract stuff. So before stacks, I did Solidity. I came to stacks. I did a lot of Clarity, and um, uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's the that's the short version. I'm recently uh, working on a hardware wallet. So that's a little bit of outside of the uh, Stacks Foundation work, but that, that's also a lot of fun. Cool, that's excellent. So just uh, a couple of things on the projects that you're working on. Um, so first of all, we've got, a, I guess everyone, a lot of projects are, are funded by DAOs, built on DAOs and the like. So one of your projects is Executor DAO, is that correct? Yes, that's right. So I, I read that they said, look, this is the DAO to rule them all. So tell us about Executor DAO. <laughs> And uh, and if we were to build DAOs here in Australia on Stacks as to what how you see us doing that, is it forking executor? Give us some ideas about where to go if we were thinking about building DAOs. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, we're being a little cheeky there, saying like the one DAO to rule them all. Uh, but <laughs> it is it is what we uh, set out to do. So yeah, originally they started out as a. Um, uh, a project uh, that I was working on in the foundation and then uh, later. So now uh, we've been doing something called the Clarity Lab and we picked this up and kind of uh, trying to take that to the next level. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in DAOs and, and translating uh, companies into, into smart contracts. I think that's very curious, you know, um, definitely not a silver bullet, right, for all companies, but some companies can be very, very well expressed in a DAO-like uh, setup. I see like already being shared um, so with Executor DAO, what we tried to do was uh, leverage the, uh, the unique properties that Clarity has into building a DAO that made sense for Stacks. Um, uh, the reason for that, well, one of the reasons being that we saw a few different DAOs being built and those were fine DAOs, but, but we felt like, well, it, you, you could see definite inspiration from, from different ecosystems like, uh, say, Ethereum-based ecosystems and the way they do things, right? Uh, so the question is like, well, it, should we just adopt those those same design patterns, or should we try to come up with something new? Uh, and exactly that was the result of that. So um, uh, for those of you that that don't write a lot of Clarity code, uh, you should know that Clarity smart contracts are uh, interpreted languages. Uh, that's a fancy way of saying like exactly how you write it. That's how it's going to end up on chain. So it remains readable, which is not the case with uh, say Ethereum. I won't get into the, the why of that if, if you don't know. Uh, we can talk about that later. Um, but I thought that was very interesting. So so if we're writing smart contracts that basically express uh, you know, a company's constitution or something like that, then why not do the same thing with proposals? Because uh, you're always very limited in um, how you can make something happen on a DAO, right? You design uh, a specific smart contract and that smart contract can do some things. But as you know, with the DAO and, and you know, with people coming together, it, it's it's never evolving thing, right? A company doesn't stay the exact same for its entire lifetime. So same with the DAO. 
Um, so we thought, well, if a proposal is really a smart contract, then you can make the DAO do anything. Uh, and that's and that's uh, the, the core principle that Executive DAO was built on. So why is it called Executive DAO? Because it executes uh, uh, proposals, uh, which are contracts. So it's a, uh, it's a bit of a spin. Um, Executive DAO executes things <laughs> and, and it's uh, supposedly the one DAO to rule the world. So it executes the other DAOs. A uh, little bit of a joke there. Um, if you're building your own DAO, yeah, I would, I would, I would recommend uh, try out Executive DAO and see if it's if it's uh, suitable for for your needs. Uh, I think you can do a lot of fun stuff with it. Uh, but you know, with great power, you know the expression. So uh, you got to be careful because proposals are um, um, smart contracts that can do anything to your DAO. So they could completely destroy it. They could drain the treasury. Uh, it, it can do anything, and and sometimes you're you're better served by a DAO that is a bit more restrictive in what it can do. Um, so uh, I, I wouldn't say like that. This is the one that was big, but but yeah, I think it's a fun one, and you can try it out. And at the lab, we've been building out different um, uh, different iterations of it, different versions uh, for different purposes. Cool. Uh, so they recently released the multi seek wallet. Multi-safe? Are you guys using that at all? Uh, you you mean at, at the uh, DAO? Uh, sorry, uh, at, at no, the at, Stack, DAO? at Stacks, I saw that there's a, a new multi-sig wallet called Multi-safe. Are you guys using that at all? Um, I'm I'm not I'm not using it myself, and I'm not sure of other people using it. Um, so I, I was just looking it up. Uh, it looks like another Bitcoin-based DAO. Sounds very interesting, but uh, no, it's not something we have used. So I'm okay. coming on that one. Yeah, cool. And how about, uh, I guess, for people looking to build DAOs, how's all the tooling and everything there uh, set up in Stacks now? Is it like a really good tooling system for, for people to build? Um, I would say it's a work in progress. So uh, what we did at the lab was really, uh, it's developer facing stuff. So we, we don't make very slick, you know, like one click deploy, here's your DAO kind of um, all wrapped up. Uh, that's not something we do. We're, we're more on the, the research side of things. Uh, but there are different projects out there that, that are trying to make that easy for people. So you sign in with your wallet, uh, you can go through like this, this interactive website, like a wizard and, and set up your entire DAO. So one of these uh, teams is Stacker DAOs. Um, um, I, I think is Byzantium is also doing something with DAOs and there's a few other projects that try to do that. So I would say if, um, if you're not a programmer, that is something you want to look at first, definitely. Yeah, sure. I noticed that Stacker DAO um, are probably the guys that look like they're leading this, this space uh in that area so let's uh, yeah, just talk and, um oh sorry i was, was going to say yes is also based on an executive DAO variant so uh, there's a lot that you can do with their tooling i believe but but ui wise yeah i think they're they're leading uh, the space right now as you say yeah nice so just in the in in you work with uh do you work with the clarity universe uh, I, uh, not anymore, but, um, I, I was one of the people that originally kickstarted that with, uh, Mitchell at the foundation and a few others. So Clarity Universe is sort of an umbrella that, um, uh, umbrella project that, uh, contains Clarity Camp. So an educational component, uh, Clarity Talent. So like finding a job uh, related to something Clarity and, uh, and, and the other content itself. So yes, I was, I was involved in that. Yes. Yeah, cool. So one of our objectives here is obviously to have people learn clarity. 
So just uh, in terms of uh, what's it looking like for Clarity developers, uh, is there a great demand for Clarity developers? I would say so. When when I was uh, more involved at the foundation, um, the demand always exceeded the supply by quite a lot. So uh, I think if you're proficient at Clarity, uh, it won't take long for you to find a job in any of these entities. You know, nice remote setup, uh, interesting projects. Uh, so yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, I think yeah, cool. uh, Higher Vibes is one of the platforms where you can you can find uh, these job postings as well. That's Higher Vibes. Yeah. Okay, we'll look that up. Uh, so if you're a Solidity developer and wanted to transition to, to Clarity, um, I guess it is that, how would that, is that, is that quite easy to do? Um, and secondly, why would they do that? Uh, I think if you're a good Solidity developer, picking up Clarity should not be too much trouble. Clarity is a lot more restrictive. Uh, it allows you to think a little differently, but um, you know, the core tenants are obviously the same. Um, it, it might be a bit, I'm actually not sure, I'm just speculating, but it might be a bit more difficult to go from clarity to solidity than the other way around because solidity is a bit more, I would say, lower level. Uh, it's, it's easier to make a mistake. So maybe if you want to compare that to uh, writing in C++ and JavaScript, for those of you that are programmers, maybe that's the dynamic there. But I think if you're, if you're a good programmer, if you know smart contracts, the transition should, should not take you too long. Um, I've seen people pick up Clarity within a week and get proficient at it. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, as to the question, why should they? Well, <laughs> that, that, that really depends. Um, some people um, make the move for ideological reasons. So they just like what Stacks is doing. They want to learn Clarity uh, or they want to be more of a pioneer because a lot of projects that are built on, on uh, Ethereum or an EVM chain uh, does not yet exist on Stacks. Um, so yeah, why should you? That's a that's a more personal question, I guess. Um, I, I I made that switch, so I was really developer before. Uh, I came across Stacks, very interested, and and once I saw Clarity and I started trying it out, it was such a breath of fresh air, and I was like, yeah, this is uh, this is more up my alley. So uh, I, I made that switch uh, quite quickly. Yeah, I, I saw you mentioned earlier about the differences between Clarity and Ethereum, and I think that there's um, some, I, I've watched a clip by you before, and I'll, I'll dig that up for everyone as to go through the differences between Clarity and 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 Solidity, not to, to put either down or either way, just that there's some great benefits. Um, there's, a, there's a number of benefits that, that you can get out of Clarity versus Solidity. Uh, so for newcomers, we've got some people that are newcomers that would look to, to or we, we've actually got a bunch of kids and, and, and that, that we're bringing through programs. Um, we've got a project called the School of Bitcoin, which is an education system. Um, so we're going to be creating a lot of, hopefully bringing a lot of coders through. So to kick them off, if they wanted to go in and learn Clarity, what sort of languages would they kick off with? Uh, if they want to learn Clarity, they can also just start with Clarity. <laughs> um, uh, I, I would say, uh, luckily, we have a lot more resources available right now. So uh, you mentioned Clarity Universe earlier. They, they do think called Clarity Camp. From what I know, that's still just free to join. You just wait for the next cohort. You sign up. You, you uh, show them how passionate you are, and they'll take you, uh, they'll take you in. Um, good thing about Clarity Camp is that uh, the content is on Code Academy, and you get a free Code Academy Pro account with that. So next to Clarity, you can be like, well, I'll also pick up some JavaScript or do something else. So you can you can do a lot at the same time. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, and, and yeah, I would say uh, the Clarity book 
is, is also a nice reference where you can slowly get introduced uh, in, in Clarity as well. It does assume that you know a bit about programming or some logic, but uh, I, I don't think it's, uh, it, it's uh, very intensive. So if you just take your time, you go through it, you try interactive examples, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll figure that one out. Um, but if I do have to answer a question, like what language should you start out with? Well, I, I think if, if you want to work in Web3, you need to know some web language. So that's going to be JavaScript or TypeScript. Um, so you can work on some front end and some back end. Uh, but that is not to say that that is absolutely, absolutely necessary. I, I know some Solidity developers that are very, very good at what they do. And they came from a totally different background, like embedded systems or something like that. So they, they were used to C or C++ and they moved to Solidity. So um, yeah, uh, if you're just starting out, JavaScript is, is always a good one to pick up, I think. Uh, um, can I just ask a, a quick question uh, on, on that? There, there used to be a really good tool uh, we would use at students at school called uh, Crypto Zombies that would teach you um, solidity sort of from start to finish. I don't know if you've seen that, Marvin. Is there is there something akin to that for for clarity that, that's available for to make sort of the, the learning aspect fun, I suppose, for students? Uh, good question. I, I think I've heard of that, but but correct me if I'm wrong. Is that like they, they kind of gamify uh, writing uh, Solidity code, right? Um, yeah. I, I think the closest you can get to that, and it, it's really a weak comparison compared to Crypto Zombies, is uh, in, in the book, there are some interactive examples. So you can just kind of play with them. And then um, um, it has a testing component. So it, it will actually... Uh, run and test your clarity code to see if the outputs are correct, but you know that that uh, weak comparison. So from what I know, <laughs> doesn't exist yet uh, in in that in that form. Like really gamifying it would be very cool. I know that some it has been talked about before, but I, yeah, I just don't think it has been built before. Uh, the only thing that comes to mind, and this is a project that that is still in progress. This used to be a a grantee, so they received a grant from the Stacks Foundation to build this. Uh, and it's called Leos. Uh, so it's like the learning, it's a learning platform. Uh, unfortunately, I, I forgot the exact, uh, what the abbreviation stands for. But um, yeah, Leos is one that is being worked on that does something like that in the terms of like, uh, you can create a questionnaire and people can answer a questionnaire on chain and they can receive a reward and they do it such that even if you answer the question, no one else can, you know, look at the memory pool and then pick out the answer and also submit it. So they, they, they got against that in in some way. Um, that that that'd be the closest thing, but that, I don't think that has been launched yet. Okay, cool. Nice. Thanks, Kieran. Hey, uh, Marvin. Uh, before we get into your new your new project, um, just writer, um, we'd love to hear a bit about that. But I think um, just at this point here, with the to make the most for the community, we've talked about DAOs, we've talked about Clarity, um, the tools, the Clarity Net. I think you mentioned Clarity Net, was it, where you could test the smart contracts? Uh, Clarinet, yes. Clarinet, yep. So we've got the Clarinet. Um, um, Stax has a Clarinet, which you can test you, you know, do object, like um, your, your test net to, to, to test out on. So, yeah, I think putting it to the to the people that are here tonight to um, before we get into Rider, because I think that's like a whole whole different gig. But we'll make the most out of it. So, has anyone got any questions they want to fire away? Uh, in our community here, we've got a couple of things that we're going through processes of onboarding people on the stack. So, probably a small community that is stacking. We've got a small community of users. Um, we've got some community builders for Gamma here. 
Uh, we'll look to build out some um, some boombox projects, um, some NFT events, uh, and then we've got to get obviously into the build and the dev the the build side. So um, probably yeah, for you guys here that are here tonight, um, you got questions for Marvin about building the Stacks ecosystem, whatever it is, far away. If anyone wants to go first. Yeah, I'm, I might jump in again if that's all right. If not, if uh, no one else wants to. Um, so we, we've got a number of projects we're working on. One's called the School of Bitcoin. Um, and there's another one called Rocket Shoes that we built out a number of years ago, uh, which is a learning management system where basically it talks to LMSs and pulls out the data into a learning wallet that's owned by the student um, on IPFS. We were using the NEM blockchain for... Uh, timestamps specifically, but I was thinking of maybe migrating that project and sort of resurrecting it a little bit um, to build out on stacks specifically. So I was thinking more um, authentication to the learning wallet and probably more so than timestamps, but uh, timestamping of uploading of documents as well. Is is that something that we could potentially do, do you think? Yeah, I don't see any, any reason why not. There are multiple projects that use stacks in in a similar manner so for for timestamping something to prove that this document existed in this form uh around this time um the only thing you got to keep in mind is that the resolution of stacks is kind of the same as bitcoin right so you have a block every 10 minutes um uh so you you can prove that that this document existed within kind of that time slot if you need if you need quicker uh timestamps you either need to come up with some different mechanism or um yeah use a signed message that you can post but yeah it's definitely possible um uh yeah yeah and, and in terms of um authentication into the learning wallet so so we were using sso with google um so we built out for google classroom first and basically pulling that data out into an ipfs backend but um it was sso with google all the way I was thinking maybe you know, obviously you have your SSO with Google for classroom, but migrating to like Hiro or something like that, would that, that sort of be feasible? Do you think? Um, if I understand the question correctly and you want to do an authentication that works at like hero wallet or something like that, um, there, there's multiple ways to do that. So Hero always had an app sign in, right. That, that can be used. But now that we have um, the, the, uh, signed data standard, SIP 18. So that allows you to sign some structured data that doesn't necessarily need to hit the chain. Uh, that provides interesting opportunities as well. So if you want to do a sign-in that has a centralized component, you, know, you could, uh, or, or a server component, you could request the user sign a specifically crafted message. And that's how they can prove that they control a wallet. And, and thus you can use that as an authentication uh, flow and um yeah that just happens to be something that i was playing with myself as well just recently and i i hope to release that soon under um the umbrella of the clarity lab so yeah oh, cool. I, I if if you build it definitely possible um but but even before sip 18 uh if you look for example at the, the stacks forum i think that is running on discourse for those who've heard that uh, form software before and they um they just created a custom authentication component as well that ties that into the, the stacks system so that when you can sign in it it authenticates uh with that and, and knows that it's oh, you awesome. yeah so um i don't know how maintained that is but they they definitely built that and that is what you use to sign into the, the form using your your stacks wallet cool cool 
you're muted, Gordon. <laughs> Marvin, in terms of ecosystem building, uh, as in uh, like project development and the likes, um, we've got um, AJ and Michael here from Mel Ventures. They're they're like some leaders in Australia. I guess if we're, someone was wanting to develop a project here immediately and they want to start today, um, there's a couple of accelerators that are going at Stacks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so first and foremost, there's the Stacks Accelerator, which uh, undoubtedly you will have seen before. So it's just Stacks.ac. Uh, it's led by Trevor Owens. Uh, they're, they're very involved and, and very interested in, in these types of projects that move forward a user on the internet, right? Um, but they do expect like a certain team or good idea, right? They don't just let anyone in. Uh, so you, you need to have, um, uh, to come in with something, but in, in return, you get a lot of support, you get some initial funding, right? And, uh, and, uh, I think the Stacks Accelerators is really quite good, uh, high quality people, high quality mentors in there. Uh, but if you're not quite at that stage, but you do have a great idea, I'm, I'm sure that Trevor would still hear you out. And, and there's a few pre-accelerators as well. Um, so the one that I know that also started recently, and I think concluded a couple of days ago, is, is run by uh, Albert, uh, so the Stacks pre-accelerator. And, and they will kind of you know, pick you up if you're sort of at that earlier stage. Um, apart from that, I think there's also a few others, but um, yeah, don't... don't don't quote me on the the exact yeah, names, sure. but uh, yeah, there's a few few options there. And I also want to say, if if you're not quite ready to go into something as as uh, intensive as an accelerator program where you have to deal with people and do all these things, uh, the Stacks Foundation also has a grants program, so you can go to them and say like, hey, I have this great idea. Uh, this is my skill set. Uh, this is my teammate. If you have a teammate and and we need this much to get it built, and this is how it would benefit the community they could also provide funding for that or or play matchmaker and find the team that you can join or can join you. Yeah, right. So Albert's uh, Albert's project, he says that's, it's, that's the two-month accelerator, uh, the pre-accelerator? Yeah. Sure. I'll, I'll post up the link uh, in, in, in that. They look like, uh, Albert looks like a pretty excitable guy and um, pretty passionate about what he's doing in Stacks. Um, so for, for our guys here, um, uh, like I said, AJ and Michael, so for example, they, 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 they build projects here. Um, have you guys got any questions about um, with Marvin is here? Yeah. Uh, hey, Marvin, thanks for all the information too, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, in terms of uh, the, the talk about, you know, this, this, this scaling out of, of potential co-chains in the future, the stacks that have uh, niche functionality in terms of whether it be transaction speed and they're almost like a roll-up, have you got much data on what that looks like and what the roadmap for that kind of technology looks like? Um, are you talking about hyperchains or something yeah. else? Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, hyperchains is something that is being worked on by Hero. For those of you that haven't heard of it before, it's um, uh, a roll-up mechanism so that you can, you can get uh, more transactions per second, um, um, but you have to sacrifice a bit of uh, trustlessness. So uh, you, you'll be subject to whatever validators are running this hyperchain, and these will then settle onto the main chain, so on stacks every, every block. Um, so very exciting technology. They use rollups, as as Michael said. Um, I don't know specifically when that's coming out, but I do know that they're rolling out testnet very soon, and they were actually asking for teams to um, voice their interest if they want to be part of this this beta test, if you will. Um, so that's somewhere on GitHub. There's a thread on that. So if if that's something you're curious about, yeah, that's something you should check out. Uh, but apart from that, there there are also different teams that are figuring out their own kind of 
quasi roll-up system. So it's, it's all about like fitting more actions into a single transaction, right? So that you can you can do more in a single block. Um, so you don't necessarily have to use something like a hyperchain, but uh, what makes this particularly interesting is that the hyperchain is uh, Clarity virtual machine compatible. So if you have Clarity smart contracts, you can just throw them onto your hyperchain setup and, and they will work. No, that, that's great, Marvin. And, and that's, um, it's good to know that uh, uh, the testnet's going live. Is, is it, do you know, Marvin, is it the same validator network um, that will be used for hyperchains or will it have its own set of validators? Uh, I believe that's something that that different teams would spin their own validators off, and there might be multiple hyperchains. But okay. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not directly involved in that, so it's it's hard for me to say. But I would assume that there might be multiple networks running, um, and and you know maybe there's going to be like a, a sort of canonical one where Hero is running a validator or hyperchain that people can try out, and yeah. Okay, cool. All right, no, that's really. And one more question. I apologize. I know this is about hyperchain, so it might not be. Uh, the right time to ask, but do you know if the interoperability between things like the hyperchains and the main stacks chain will be will be fairly fluid? Um, so, so the design principles from from what I've seen and what I heard, the idea is just that there's going to be a smart contract on on mainnet that uh, is going to be used to pack in and pack out of this hyperchain. So, if you want to bring, say, a SIP token into your hyperchain, uh, then you would send it there and then that would eventually then translate into, into this hyperchain. So let's say it's like a trading hyperchain, right? Like a, a DEX, um, you would use that to peg in and peg out. So at some point you would send a transaction to hyper, hyperchain saying like, hey, I want to get my, my tokens back. And then at some point that would be posted to the uh, main chain and then you can, you can pull it out or like that balance will be reflected in that smart contract that you call it to, to take it out. Okay, so cool. it, it, it should be pretty fluent, yes. Okay, um, that's really cool. Yeah. And, and I can see the, the use cases for it, and even for like Michael Angel, the idea of then, you know, running all the votes on the hyperchain at almost zero cost and lightning fast speed and then publishing the results to the main chain is, is probably a really good example of where that could be really fascinating. I mean, that's awesome yeah, if you want to do, yeah, if you want to do lots of small actions, that's where hyperchain, hyperchain would shine, right? So um, you have a DAX, so you have something like a voting mechanism with tons of people. They just do all, they do all their stuff on hyperchain and then the hyperchain kind of settles the final state onto the main chain uh, uh, a lot more cheaply. Yeah, yeah cool. totally. Okay, brilliant. All right, that's great, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, and one last question for you. In terms of uh, what grant, what funding looks like and grants and those kinds of activities, I know the grant processes through the Stacks platform itself. Um, is there additional funding rounds and, and things of this nature with, with particular VCs that are investing on the Stacks ecosystem? Um, you know, is there a group of VCs that, that Stacks work with around funding for projects that are coming to market or anything of that nature? Um, I, I don't think there's any like uh, organizational like group set up. It's like, hey, here are the VCs uh, once you're at this stage. But uh, I, I would say like talk to the Stacks Foundation um, the grants program, uh, I, I only, I was part of that, like in the way earlier stage. So I was on the committee once, uh, assessing the technical viability of projects, but since then the, 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 the grants program has gone through a few iterations. So now it's, it's quite different. So, um, it, it's hard for me to comment on that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. No, appreciate it. No, that's great, mate. Thank you. And sorry to hug the microphone, everyone. I might nice. uh, go for it, guy. Good on you, Michael. Yeah. Thank you. Gordon, if I could quickly jump in, uh, and Michael, that's one of my questions. Um, hey, uh, Marvin, um, back on the building side, so different uh, uh, layer ones, layer twos, protocols are starting to filter out into focusing on NFTs, focusing on DeFi core infrastructure, 
institutional market, retail market, where is Stack sort of uh, positioning itself uh, longer term? And then in the short term, is it a case of opening up each of those markets and seeing where the appetite is? Um, where it's positioning itself, it's hard to say because um, I, I think many core entities have different ideas on that. So there's there's not like, you know, even though we have the Stacks Foundation, they're, they're not as involved in these kinds of things as say the Ethereum Foundation would be perhaps. So uh, we don't just say like, hey, we're focusing on institution or focusing on this. Um, but a trend that I've seen with people building as well as people that are interested in stacks in, in the longer term is that they just like the uh, uh, the finality they get by having the settlement on Bitcoin. So uh, we've seen people say like, hey, you know, if I want to do lots of trading with NFTs and I want to do a day to day and, and play something like Decentraland, then Polygon makes sense because it's cheap and it's quick. But then if I want to store an NFT for the long term, I want to move it to Stacks. So, so they're interested in bridging tokens over and then having them on Stacks and, and kind of keeping them there for the long term with the idea that like, while well, it settles a Bitcoin, so it's, it's secure and, and it's going to stay there. Um, so that is a trend I've seen. But, but um, lately, people have been quite interested in, in bridging to different chains and then kind of being like, okay, this chain is particularly useful for this and then Stacks is useful for that. Um, yeah, so so that that that's the trend I'm seeing. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just a follow up question to that. Actually, uh, is there is there a well used bridge that uh, you could prob probably point me to uh, with Ethereum, or is that still sort of work under progress? Um, well, I, I do know. So uh, I used to be more involved in that when I was still with the Stacks Foundation. I would, you know, try to work on these partnerships with these different entities that have bridges, and and there were few in flight. So I assume that more will come out. But I do know that OpenChain has been uh, working on the bridge, has been launching that, um, and and there's also a few others. So I would check them out first, OpenChain. Um, and, and then once the other ones come out, I, I assume we'll, we'll see an announcement. So just to give a bit of background why uh, bridging is a little difficult right now is um, there's some limitations in the Clarity language for Stacks 2. So 2.1 is going to make a lot of bridging stuff a lot easier. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's the first one. And, and the second one, uh, having a good signing standard uh, also helps. So now that we have SIP 18, that, that can also... Uh, facilitate uh, better bridges, uh, but but yeah, there are a few. I would say look at Oberchain first. Thank you. And I'm not I'm not a, a coder or technical in that sense, but uh, they're also I had on Twitter Spaces today. They were talking about the DCL as an alternative uh, bridging. They're, they're talking about what? Uh, DCL. DCL. You mean the yeah. DLC? This uh, DLC, contract? sorry, DLC, yeah. Okay. I thought, okay, maybe that's something I haven't heard of. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not super well-versed in that, but, uh, but DLCs can provide some solutions because there's an attestation or, or like an Oracle message that kind of decides if an asset goes one way or another. Um, so there's some, um, yeah, that, that, that could be an alternative in, in certain circumstances. And, and you know, there's, there's other options, right? Uh, apart from bridges, you also have things like atomic swaps. So you can do that without even having a bridge of any sort. So if we come together and say like, hey, I have this NFT on Polygon, 
and I have a bunch of uh, tokens on stacks, we can do an atomic swap to trade these two in a trustless way across two bridges without actually, uh, sorry, across two chains without actually having uh, those two chains connected with a bridge. So there, there's there's still different solutions out there. So I'm, I'm sure DLCs um, can, can fit in that as well. Okay, excellent. Uh, so I was just uh, thinking like the road forward, like um, we've gone through stacks got built, Hiro systems got built to to build most of the tooling. Now we've got trust trust machines coming out as well. Um, yeah, I, I know trust machines is doing some interesting things. They're they're uh, interested in connecting back to Bitcoin, right? Solving the Bitcoin right problem. So um, um, with stacks, you can have read access to Bitcoin, but you cannot yet write back to Bitcoin. So effectively, that means triggering a Bitcoin transaction from Stacks. I know that's something that Trust Machines is very interested in and that they're working on. They also have some other tooling in their pipeline, but um, uh, yeah, I'm not intimately aware of everything that they're doing, but it's, it's cool to see another entity next to Hero that is going to take on these, these larger things and, and ecosystem uh, projects that are to everyone's benefit, right? So if you look at, for example, like Hero Wallet and, and, and Clarinet, um, so having these kinds of tools coming from multiple uh, multiple entities would be very valuable. Yeah. yeah, I noticed as well. So for the devs that are here, that there are some pretty exciting opportunities in there. They're looking, they've got a recruitment list of about 12 people. They've just recruited Dan Hill um, as part of their, I guess, marketing push and, and you know, building that community. Um, but there's it looks like some very good positions available there for uh, some of our devs in Australia are interested they might have been say working in those ethereum projects though um Maneeb was talking about um they wanted to work on some things in, in around the the ethereum virtual machine the evm so uh for you guys like at at meld and and emit and the likes uh if you if you guys know people that wanted something new and exciting then they're looking for some great people there um marvin so uh let's talk about your latest project sure so um Ryder, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, so um, um, Ryder uh, started out as a side project and, and is becoming my my full-time project uh, together with Lois and, and a few other very talented developers. So we have Frieger, we have uh, Anzo and, and a bunch of people. And um, what Ryder basically is, or what we're trying to build is uh, the first social wallet. So we're trying to make uh, a, a crypto human and face-to-face instead of uh, having to pull out a laptop and a treasure, you know, plug that in. And it's very nerdy, like trying to punch in a code with these two buttons with a ledger. Uh, we just want to become, or want to build the Apple Pay for crypto. So if I meet you and I want to send you uh, a token, you know, we just tap together NFC crypto magic happens and, uh, and we can trade an NFT or something like that. Um, so it's all about physical space. It's all about face-to-face uh, -face interactions and, and, uh, making crypto useful for, for daily life. Um, so uh, that's what we're trying to build at Rider. And, and where that comes from is, um, um, you know, everyone's talking about the metaverse and, and we have a little bit of a different thesis on that. So we think that uh, it's not digitizing everything and putting everything on chain and creating this virtual world, but it's like taking these digital assets that we have and bringing them back into our physical life and our physical space. So uh, that's, that's what we're trying to do with Rider. What's what's the URL for that? Uh, that's writer.id. Is that an I or a Y? Chat. There we go. That's a Y. So I, I, I put it in chat. So R Y D E R dot ID. 
So is that a hardware wallet as well? Yep. So it's a, it's a, it's a hardware wallet, but it's focused on your, your digital identities. So it definitely has a wallet component. You can send transactions and whatnot, but it's, it's, it's about managing your DIDs, right? Your, your decentralized identities. And uh, so where can you get your decentralized identities for stacks? Yeah, so there, there's a few different things and uh, and there's also emerging standards that we're looking at. So uh, we're very happy to have Freaker who is working uh, as uh, the decentralized identity resident as well for the Stacks Foundation. And uh, we're looking at say what Europe is doing with self-sovereign identities. And so there's lots of different things that, that we're looking at, but if we're looking at Stacks specifically, what I think is most interesting now is obviously having a, a BNS name so that's the block stack naming system, or now it's the blockchain naming system, I should say. And um, you can register uh, a name, kind of like a domain name, but it lives on the, the Stacks blockchain, and, and that can be very central to your decentralized identity. Um, so you use that yeah. to sign in. I have Marvin.btc, and that's connected to a wallet, so that's, that's what I would use. Um, so if you want to get one of these, you can go to btc.us or uh, stx.name. You can register a Stacks name there. Yeah, I think someone paid what was it, one hundred and sixty thousand dollars for an address the other day on an ETH address. Um, That's wild. So yeah, get in, get in, and uh, get in and get your .BTC address. I know Kieran's got one, and some of the some of the team here have got them. Uh, so just on Freakers uh, Digital Identity, do you, what's the? Do you know the the name of that project or the link to that one? Um. I I know he he looked at the the work that Yolocom was doing, so that was a grant recipient. Uh, but okay, sure. specific, I'll, I'll yeah, specific repository. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I would start with his GitHub. So Frigger's uh, GitHub account and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, you'll find, uh, guys. I mean, I've been wandering around the Stacks world for a bit now, um, piecing together all the bits of the puzzles, trying to give a build a build a, you know, a, a directory um, for our Australian team to be able to follow. Um, you get to know that the team, it's a, it's a pretty tight team of um, pretty excitable people like Marvin and Freaker. There's a bunch there. Um, we, they do post uh, with, our, with the, with the um, community catch-ups. Um, so they, we just posted one in our Discord the other day. We just had a community catch-up the other day. It's, a, it's about all the people that are in the, res, the Stacks resident program, uh, people that are uh, in the Stacks Accelerator, um, chapters, new chapters that are being built. It's all open. They stacks recorded. It's there for all the community to listen into. It's a really good place. It's um uh do you know how often they, they hold those, Marvin? The uh the town halls, like the community updates. I, I think yeah. there's uh, one one per month normally. One um, month, yeah. yeah, so so the different residents do uh they um make a recording of what they've worked on so far and then they share that and then there's an open Q&A. So there was one just recently uh, where we talked about uh, the DAO stuff a little bit as well. Sure. That should be so, a monthly occurrence, yeah. Yeah, it's a great resource so to keep you up to date. There's also a good Stacks newsletter that comes out once a month. Uh, each week, uh, Marvin, they host a Twitter space on Wednesdays, I think in Australia, it's about 7 a.m. So that's, uh, you probably jump into that space every now and then. Um, I'm I'm not like I'm on Twitter, but I'm not a super active Twitter user. So uh, like unlike most people, I don't have it on my phone. So if I do come across one when I have it open in my browser, I'll listen in. But uh, yeah, I, I I try, but uh, usually people have to point it out to me. 
that's that's probably a healthy way to be to be honest <laughs> i don't have social media on my account i only have telegram on it so also no discord on my phone so uh that's why i miss things um, <laughs> Ma- marvin could i could i ask what the eta is on rider because this i'm just looking at the project it looks amazing i'm, I'm just thinking out loud because we've got a big conference that uh karen here is running um called the thinking conference she's brought it out to australia um if it's like available by then i reckon we rock this like for for entrance very cool but yeah like what's the ata (laughs) i'd love to and and it's funny you mentioned that for entrance because that that is one of the uh initial things that we want to do with it so we want to say like hey you go to an event uh uh you know an access pass a voucher or an entry ticket is an nft and then when you show up you just have your rider uh, the doorman has, you know, just a normal phone with NFC with an app and they can just tap and verify like, okay, yeah, you have that NFT on you because you get a proof of ownership. So it's one of our, the core things that we want to do. sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, when it's done, uh, we're, we're aiming for Q4 this year. Um, but with all the crazy things happening in the world and, and the, the, the shortages in, in uh, electronics and chips and whatnot, <laughs> it's hard to make any promises, but um, that's what we're, trying to keep in mind yeah yeah so, of uh, to purchase the hardware then we have distributors throughout countries um chris i don't know if chris is still with us he's got coin stop in australia that's like the chris um is, is basically the um the representative for for ledger here in australia is there distributor opportunities there something chris might cool. be able to yeah yeah we're, we're um, we are we are very open to any sort of collaboration so uh this is not we didn't post this yet, but we have this open source pledge. We want to make everything open source and we want to collaborate with anyone who's interested in this as a vision because this did start out as a, a, a grant pro, uh, project. So um, yeah, totally. I mean, if if oh, someone cool. want to take that on in Australia, definitely. <laughs> also like, so like we could do a DIY NFC. Um, like that'd be cool if we can get to that at some point but yeah the schematics are going to be open source at some point so if you happen to have a, a shop in your garage that can produce pcbs then you can just load <laughs> the files into the machine for sure very cool <laughs> very cool indeed love it uh so so marvin i've pretty much covered uh what i want to get you know to get um uh, an Australian community. Yeah, this is the biggest meetup we've had in Australia. Um, I regret that some people may not have been able to get in because we didn't post the the uh, passcode into to the meetup. So I apologise to those people that couldn't get here. But I guess um, we're a brand new community in Australia. Um, if uh, if you've got any advice for us as to to building our community, to um, yeah, as to I don't know any 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 sort of final thoughts on 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 what we're doing here. We're, we've um, probably got, um, I don't know, we might be a community of less than 100 so far. Well, well, I, I would say it sounds like you guys are doing pretty well for being a new community. Uh, I've joined other community calls that are that are a lot smaller than this. So, uh, yeah, hats off to you. And uh, uh, I would say just make good use of all the resources that are available. So Stacks Foundation has produced a great body of work with stuff that people can freely use. Sometimes it's just a little harder to find. So I, w- I would say they're first point of contact and I'm sure you already talked to them as, as uh, the official community and uh, yeah, just start organizing things. I think that's, that's uh, the most fun thing you can do. Uh, and now that the pandemic uh, is in the state that it is in, um, 
you know, if, if people are comfortable with it, I, I always think that face-to-face events are very, very valuable. And just remembering that when we had Bitcoin Unleashed uh, a few months ago in Miami and just meeting everyone face-to-face, some people for the first time, uh, that's just so valuable. So sitting together, being like, hey, let's do a clarity workshop, uh, but we'll also share it online on Zoom. Uh, I, I always think that that is a lot of fun. So I would I would suggest to do a lot of stuff like that and then and then ask for some support from the foundation. Um, but yeah, like I said, it sounds like you guys are doing well. It's cool to meet you. Uh, I heard some very diverse backgrounds as well. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Marvin, I did have one other question. Electra, if you could come in. You're you're working um and, and for Michael and and all the, the people that are building working with projects here. Electra's um Electra, do you want to introduce yourself and tell the guys what you're up to and, and some of the companies you're working with in regards to the management accounting side of uh crypto projects, blockchain projects? Well, um, hi, I'm Electra Frost. I've been an accountant for more than 20 years, um, dealing with innovative and creative um, enterprises and entrepreneurs. And um, yeah, I, I'm at Digital Playhouse here with Gordon. Um, oh, look, I just have a small client base because most of my focus is on Digital Playhouse at the moment. So, um, sorry, what did you want me to? Uh, I was just to? thinking, at, yeah, at the moment, I guess you're dealing with different tooling um, like uh, requests. Oh, well, my accountants on chain project is a, a runs under the Digital Playhouse and that's where, you know, I, I believe that um, we can really support mass adoption of um, Bitcoin and digital assets, crypto, Web3, with accountants educated and aware and, and on side supporting um, SMEs and, and innovators in that space. So I run the Accountants on Chain project and with a, a focus on um, exploring the tooling, most of them are digital accountants who basically onboarded everyone onto digital, you know, business cloud accounting and business tools in the last 10, 15 years. And um, so they've, they've got to learn to transition with, with their businesses that are going, clients who are running businesses that are transitioning to being blockchain-based using crypto, they've got to go from web two to web three um, technology stacks for running the business and accounts. So that's that's where I'm sort of sitting and guiding the industry. Yeah, and have you seen, uh, have you seen much uh, around stacks being there and available tooling for stacks not in really. that? No, not, not really yet. No, I'd like to find out more what, what can run on Bitcoin because it's, you know, I think um, sounds <laughs> suitable for accountants. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the the uh, the, the tooling there is is really built out for a lot of ETH projects, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see more for um uh, for the financial and business processes side to be built. I'll give it give it some thought because we are yes. exploring um other networks. Uh, um, you know, for example, request. They have some great, great stuff going on, and and um, there are some services out there, other platforms like Subledger Software. But um, yeah, I'd like to see some things built on stacks that could um, help us run our clients' businesses with them. Yeah, so we'll be looking forward to connect up with some people there, so that so that um, our our startups can manage their businesses properly. I don't know. Uh, for Michael and Asia over at Algorand, is there a lot of good tooling for the management accounting side of the, the Algorand chain? Management and financial accounting? Yeah. Not particularly. Um, things like Coinly and these kinds of apps kind of work. 
uh, with Algran, but not, you know, not, uh, not perfectly. Algran's got a few nuances around uh, opting in for assets uh, and uh, royalties on chain, which when you do like an NFT sale and three transactions occur at once, it can be a little bit painful for some of the accounting apps to actually understand. Um, 